thank you so much for coming back, and I hope you're ready for another strange tale. I still have quite a few of those left to go. (laughs) The last time we ended our talk with the idea of bloom where you're planted, wherever you are is the perfect place to be, the perfect place to learn. You've got absolutely everything you need. We evoked the idea of other people and things and situations being other beautiful flowers in your garden. Well, The word garden evokes sometimes other things besides flowers. When you live in Florida, the bottom two-thirds of which is basically an air-conditioned swamp, you also have snakes in your garden. And I live on a quiet street that ends in a lake and a big meadow and so on. So besides my own yard, which I have turned into a snake paradise, (laughs) planting so many plants and bushes and hedges and small and large flowers. In fact, I'm sure if I had x-ray vision and I could see all the creatures with whom I cohabit, it would be pretty creepy. (laughs) So I had to learn to be not so concerned about snakes when I moved to Florida because you cannot avoid them, especially under my circumstances. Now, my mother was terrified of snakes and she would scream every time she saw one. So this took some reconditioning on my part. Normally, I'm very careful when I step down, I, I look in the yard to see what's going on down there. And I don't mind seeing them at all as long as I see them first, but I don't like it at all when I step down and something just slithers away right under my nose. Or worse yet, I was trimming a hedge with hand trimmers from the bottom up. And as I stood up and was just about erect again, it was about to take the next swipe. Out at eye level comes this snake head and and we stare at each other eyeball to eyeball. Now that was really very startling because I was not used to having you look for snakes high up, only on the ground. So I was continued to do my work, and the snake just had his head out about six inches out of the edge of this bush. Like, I was the entertainment, and it was the audience, just enjoying ever so much whatever it was I was doing. But what I want to tell you about is another snake story where the snake wasn't the audience, the snake was the teacher, and a really big-time teacher. One time, about a dozen years ago, One Sunday morning, I walked out of my family room down the far end of my yard where there are a couple of steps that go up to a little bit higher level because it slopes. And as I started up those two steps, here was a big snake. Now, not the usual black racers and garden snakes and occasional little something or another, but this was a big snake. And it just sat there. Usually, a snake will slither away when you come toward it. Well, not this one. It just sat there. So I looked and it appeared to have a triangular shaped head with a defined neck, which I had always heard was the sign of a poisonous snake. A non-poisonous snake is just one long cylinder, so to speak. You can't tell where the head stops and the body starts, but with a poisonous snake, you can. Okay. Armed with this partially incorrect information, I go back in the house secretly hoping this snake would not be there when I might come back and got my partner and wanted him to come out and see if he too thought this looked like a triangular shaped head. 
Yes, indeed, he thought so too. So now we're both peering down at this snake, which is just sitting there and not going anyplace. Why don't you just leave? I keep secretly hoping. So I said, well, it's one thing to have garden snakes in the yard. It's another to have a big poisonous snake as much as I'm out here and other people are in my yard. So this snake is going to have to be dispatched. So we retrace our steps yet again through the house, out to the garage. My partner gets a shovel. We come back and turned around and he said, are you sure this is a poisonous snake? Because I hate to do this. And I, as the head executioner, say, yes, it's got that kind of a head. I declare it a poisonous snake. In which case, although this snake had been very passive up to this point, it starts to fight like crazy when he starts to kill it. Now, normally, because he's a big, strong guy, one blow with a shovel would cut a snake in two. Not this one. This took some real battling to get this one to be finally dead. And I'm not feeling very good about this. However, I justify my position on the grounds that it's a poisonous snake and therefore just too dangerous to have out there. So it turns out that later that afternoon, you can see the cosmic setup in this. We were going out to some friend's house for a visit, and she is a marvelous naturalist. She knows everything about everything, about birds, snakes, animals, and everything, at least those that live here in Florida. So we decided we would take this snake out in a big container of some kind and let her pronounce whatever this snake might be. So we did, and she looked at it and said, well, yes, this really is a very big snake, but it's not a poisonous snake. It's very, very large, probably the largest I've ever seen, garter snake. Well, I'm just devastated over my operating out of partial ignorance. And obviously, in this case, I didn't have any idea what I was talking about. So I'm just feeling terribly guilty about my pronouncements and the subsequent actions that followed. And she did everything she could to be comforting. She was so sweet. She said, oh, not to worry about this. The birds out here will love this snake. And she took it out and put it someplace with the raptors, the ospreys, and so on. Get it? Well, I'm delighted that the snake was going to be part of the food chain, and that was all wonderful. But that didn't solve my problem of feeling just awful. I didn't have the whole story on this snake. And we do not have the whole story on ourselves or our fellow man. We judge, we make decisions, we attempt to destroy one another based on behavior, based on partial evidence, based on our misguided perceptions, and our greatly truth-masking fear. So just stop when you're attempted to hurt or judge and remember you are operating on false or incomplete evidence. And if we proceed in this unwise way, we're the ones who will be most hurt. One of the things A Course in Miracles teaches is that we all carry a great load of guilt, primal guilt, mostly unconscious. And as we travel through life, circumstances will occur that will bring that sense of guilt up into conscious awareness, where the point is, is to see that it's there, to separate the triggering event from the notion of guilt, 
deal with the guilt directly, which is to recognize, although my behavior has certainly lacked something to be desired, my own innocence, my own worth, my own divinity, my own very safe joining with everything else has not been disturbed. And we're asked at this point where we become aware of guilt to downgrade that to a place of, well, I was very much mistaken. Because if we've committed a sin, quote, unquote, that calls for punishment forever. But a mistake calls for correction. And I like to downgrade this one step more, which is to say we operate out of our programming and our conditioning, much like programmed robots. So we want to be kind to ourselves when we find ourselves in these positions. Regard ourselves and others with a sense of mercy, with a sense of release, with a sense of love and compassion, because that's what's really called for, and that will release all parties concerned. So the moral of the story was this snake was a great teacher to me, one of my biggest. We're asked to remember that we don't have the whole picture and to guarantee our safety, look past the behavior of all of us. And when we learn to do that, we will be convinced more and more of the harmlessness and beauty of everything. And sure enough, all that blooms in our garden really is beautiful and not awful and terrifying. Every time I go up those steps, which is virtually every day when I'm at home, I never cease to think about the snake. And I always remember the lesson that I learned. A little knowledge is a dangerous thing. A partial perception of anything is a dangerous thing, both to ourselves and others in terms of our peace of mind. So hopefully that snake can be a teacher to you. And we'll talk next time. Bye.